Welcome to Critical Thinking. It's Lagos Talks 91.3. My name is Michelle Ago. With me here today is Zeal. Why are you sounding so serious, Michelle? Just now you are sounding like a jovial laughing person. How well, this is my this is my radio voice. This is my radio personality. This is I'm, your radio voice. I'm an on air personality. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. you don't you don't see this Michelle <laughs> off air. I can't believe you ousted me like that. <laughs> you want everybody to know that I'm behind the scene, I'm just one. Interesting. Guys, I'm <laughs> you put me on the spot. Okay. <laughs> Let me go back to my radio voice. Hello everyone. Welcome. It is Critical Thinking on 91.3 Lagos Talks. My name is <laughs> Zil is laughing. <laughs> my name is Michelle Ago and with me here today is Zil. Hello Zil, how are you? Hello Lagos. This is my radio voice. How are you, Michelle? I'm fine. It's good to have you here. Thank you very much. How was your week? Week has been good so far. Hmm. Yeah. Packed but good. Packed but good. Yes. I'm happy you could make it down to the studio today to rub minds with us and teach us something new. And not just teach us per se, um, but also help us learn new things. You are laughing. You are laughing. This is radio. We are serious here. I know, I know, I know. This is why I prefer radio. How was was your conference though? It was good. It was good. Um, It was the NBSBL conference. Very good. Oh, nice. Yeah. You look very suited. Ah, yes. Once in a while I have to wear... This suit and tie my neck like a goat. Oh, yes. but it's all for the good. All right. So because um, we want to get into it as soon as possible, we, we uh, don't have that much time. Time is in a luxury here because sometimes we, we think so much, you know, and then we just lose track of time. But let's talk about this topic today. I mentioned it's off air and I do not know for sure how we will approach this because this is just one vague topic. But, you know, we always find our way, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. Let's talk about the T word. T-R-U-S-T. Trust. Not trust our community manager, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about trust. I wonder what trust is. We hear the word a lot. You don't trust me. Do you trust me? I trust you. Oh, I trust that guy. I trust that girl. I mean, I can trust. Some people say I trust her with my life. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. No, but, but then I, it had me thinking, what is trust? What is trust? What is trust? Hmm. Is it the ability to keep secrets and take it to your grave? Is that trust? Is, it tr- is trust based on different scenarios? Like, I trust you to not steal my phone. But I don't trust you to not tell everybody on radio that this is my serious radio voice. You know, <laughs> what, what is, what is, is trust universal? I don't really understand the concept of trust. I don't, it's, maybe I, yeah, I don't. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's a very good question, Michelle. And something that I would like someone to talk to me about, because I, I am honestly not sure I know hmm. why I like when you raised it just now, why I like it is this is the essence of the spirit of the show bringing up things we all think we know and then breaking it down so that we realize there's so much we don't know and then hopefully we then go and look for more information mm-hmm. um i i remember once a while ago having a conversation on trust mm-hmm. and i was I, I mean i know the context in which we use it all the time yeah. but i asked if you know someone's a thief can you say I trust him to steal? Hmm. So I've looked up the definition of trust and two she, things. She the same. It's a firm belief in the reliability 
or ability of someone or something. It is a firm belief in the reliability, truth or ability of someone yes. or I something. I skipped truth because that's okay. another different, yeah. complicated yeah. Indeed. topic. Yes. Indeed. But in the reliability and ability of someone or something. Hmm. Now, two things struck out. Okay. It does not have what I call moral direction. And I like that. So there's no right or wrong? Yes, there's no good or bad side of it. I believe in your ability. I trust your ability. Yes. What is that ability? Ability to keep my secret. Ability not to keep my secret. Mm. It has no dire- it has no moral direction. You can use it either way. You can use it either way. Second thing that struck me in reading that definition is it's a belief. Mm. It's a belief. Trust is one. I'm sure we all know that. It's not tangible. But it's not a fact. It's a belief. And a belief means it is personal to you. Mm. It's what you believe. You probably, or should I say almost certainly, have very good reason (laughs) to believe or have good experience. But it's still a belief. And I believe you can do something. And when you do that thing, I believe you can do or should do. Then I, oh, wow. I I knew I could trust Michelle. You're at rest. But guess what? If you've watched a lot of uh, political drama series or even legal drama series or even business where somebody misdirects you. You know, it's also if you watch things on espionage, you'd find it. Where I tell somebody a lie. Because I believe that that person will go and spread it, even though I've told him it's a secret. Mm. Right? So, mm. do I trust the person? I believe in your ability not to keep a secret. <laughs> and so, I tell you something that I, is supposed to be a secret. The only reason I'm telling you is because I believe you do not have the capacity to keep it to yourself. And I want it spread. But I want it spread so that people believe it, even though I know it's a lie. Mm. And so it's called a misdirection. Mm -hmm. So is that trust? So have you broken my trust by telling people what I asked you not to tell them, even though I really wanted you to tell them? And I knew you were going to tell them. I knew you were going to tell them. Have you broken my trust? I don't think so. Mm. Because the only I needed something done in a particular way. And the only person I could trust to do it that way was you. Even though that trust comes from a character flaw. But it doesn't matter. If you trust someone... I'm sorry, did I interrupt? No, you did not. Okay. If you trust someone to do the right thing... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, and, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. You have put a moral direction in that statement. I know I have. Okay, good. Okay. So you trust someone to do the right thing and you tell them something that no one else is supposed to know. But then they decided to tell someone because it was the right thing to do. Has that person broken your trust? Yes. Mm. Yes. They have broken your trust. Whether or not they are justified in breaking your trust is a completely different matter. So imagine a group of 
robbers sit down and plan to rob something and kill everybody so that there's no witness mm. and they plan it they're planning it together because they trust each other not to talk one of them breaks rags and goes to report ah i know fito <laughs> this one pass apart see what they are planning mm. that person has broken trust the question is was he justified in doing it Hmm. See, so those are two completely different areas. So trust is the belief that you have the capacity to do something, right? And um, if you therefore exhibit the lack of capacity to do that thing, then I would feel that my trust was wasted or I would feel betrayed. Now, I'm using feel because we're talking of belief. Does not necessarily mean I have been betrayed. Because you may break my... So for example, somebody says, Oh, I've just been diagnosed with XYZ sickness. Mm-hmm. But I don't want anybody to know. And I'm trusting you with this information. Mm-hmm. And I'm trusting you with this information. But I don't want anybody to know. And I'm not going to see a doctor about it. Oh. Okay. And you're telling me because you trust me. What should I do? Um, keep the trust by keeping quiet and then you die or break the trust by saying I'm not there I'm telling your parents I'm telling your spouse I'm dragging your hand and foot to a hospital mm-hmm. and I do that I say how could you have told I told you not to tell anybody but in two or three years you've received medication you are now okay but you no longer trust me mm-hmm. now you will feel betrayed I would have betrayed your trust but I have not betrayed you. In that, I have betrayed your belief in my ability to keep a secret, but I have not betrayed your well-being. Mm. So there are two slightly different things. It was for your benefit. Yes. Mm. Now, the problem usually comes where I've told this to you and I'm lying to you that I have something I do not have because I'm testing you. Mm. Then you can tell then you have betrayed my trust and you have betrayed me because it was a test. And you cannot explain I was doing it for your own good. It will be, ah, I'm not really sure I can trust me. Yes, yeah, so I understand it was for my own good, but that means I cannot really trust you. People, you know, so yeah. It's delicate. It's a very delicate thing because the dictionary definition gives us the right basis to begin the discussion. It's a belief. It's a belief. In an ability. People say when you break someone's trust you cannot get it back people say it a lot yeah they say it a lot i don't agree but they say it a lot if you break my trust i will feel betrayed i will be upset but it is possible that one you betrayed my trust because you're an idiot i would find it very hard to forget or forgive that one but if you broke my trust in order for me to benefit or to protect me it's easier because you're acting in my interest and you had to betray my trust to protect me what if you're acting in the interest interest of someone else well then you betrayed me mm. and my trust all right yes so it's very very delicate it's um uh, for example you have the uh, confidentiality you have with your bankers confidentiality you have with your doctors you don't trust them to keep the information because you know them. You trust them to keep the information because by law they are supposed to. 
Mm. Now, if they do not, there's a serious consequence. So, yeah. So, there's trust. Uh, there's breaking trust because you have not done what I expected. And you are breaking trust because what you have done that I did not expect was detrimental to my well-being. Mm. Yeah, slightly different. But if we understand that humans are not perfect and humans make make mistakes, why do people find it so difficult to build that belief or trust again? Why do we uphold people to that standard so high? What? It keeps asking me questions that have directionality and morality, which gives me a headache. Um, <laughs> um, but, <coughs> excuse me. But you've given me an idea for a show next week, maybe. You said that um, people, that human beings are not perfect. I don't agree. You think human beings are perfect? I think human beings are perfect. Why? 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 But that's a different discussion. Okay. But again, because you've tossed that in, I have to come and say, okay, we have to rephrase the question. Okay. Um, human beings are human beings. But we, we do we break trust? Yes, we do. Do we make mistakes? It's part of being a human being. That I've made a mistake does not make mean I am any less perfect, because perfection in my, by my by for this discussion is what it is not the absence of errors. Perfection is being exactly mm. what you're supposed to. That is to be. perfection. Okay. okay. So, for example, water at room temperature is liquid. That is exactly what it's supposed to be. That. It comes in large quantities from the tap you left open last night and it's spoiled to electronics. Does not make it any less perfect. It was doing exactly what it's supposed. It was being true to itself. Okay. That you don't like the consequences is a completely different issue. But it was being water. If it is not doing what it's supposed to do, then well, so if water remains frozen for a long period of time at room temperature that is above its freezing point. And there's a problem, then it's no longer perfect because it's not doing what it's supposed to do. So as a human being, what am I supposed to do? Mm. I am supposed to make mistakes. I'm supposed to have emotions. Mm. I'm supposed to feel anger. I'm supposed to feel joy. If you ever met a human being who had never been angry, had never smiled, had never frowned, had no emotions and no facial expression, then that human being, I'm sorry to say, there's something wrong. And that is not... Then, then you can say that person is not perfect. Because that person is not doing what human beings are supposed to do. Maybe that's what that person as an individual is supposed to do. Mm. But as a human being, that's different. So, perfection is not the absence of error. Perfection is just doing what you're supposed to do. And I think I've given this example on this show before. A one-year-old baby is supposed to wet the bed. Mm-hmm. If you had a baby that stopped wetting the bed at one, I would be more concerned than celebratory. It's not normal. That's not. Do I like that they wet the bed? No. But I understand it's part of the growth cycle. They will do it. It's perfect. The baby cries. Perfect. Now, when you've grown and you're 30 years old and you're still wetting the bed, <laughs> then we have a problem. When you're 30 years old and you're crying because they didn't give you food and you're wailing and throwing the tantrum, then we have a problem. Because as a human being, you have growth phases. You are going through different things at different points in time. Your reaction at those different points in time are different. And at each point in time, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, by my definition, then you are perfect. Mm. Yes. 
Okay. So, do you think trust is part of one's character? What do you mean? What do you mean? The ability to be trusted or mm-hmm, the ability mm-hmm. to trust other people? Which the one? The ability to be trusted. Um, trust is the belief in someone's capacity, right? And reliability. Everybody has capacity. If I believe that you will act according to your capacity, then I trust you. As long as you have capacity, you have the ability to be trusted. Mm. Yeah. Now, whatever that capacity is, like I said, I like the additional definition because on morality, it is directionless. If m- my capacity... I mean, we've watched movies about people uh, um, doing heists and stealing and all that. And you find somebody, his, his strength is in avoiding cameras, right? Mm. And he's hired to okay, go in there, avoid all the cameras, avoid all the laser, bend your body how you bend your body and open the door for us. They trust his mm. capacity to do that. Mm. What he's doing may not be morally acceptable to us, but it is his capacity and they trust him for it. Now, let me tell you something interesting. I'll, I'll um, <clears throat> deviate just a little. Okay. I don't know if we've discussed this, but I've written about it. We have mentioned it, but we've not discussed it in detail, that I don't like the word love. L-O-V. Okay. I don't like that word in English at all. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And so, I, by myself, have created something, an acronym, that I use in my head, I don't say it out all the time, that I use in my head to explain what I believe love implies. And that word is curate. I don't know if you remember this discussion. We have had it. K-U-R-A-T-E. That instead of the word love, I would rather use the word curate. It's an acronym for know, understand, respect, accept, trust, and empathize. Now, when you tell somebody I love you, what I think we generally mean <clears throat> is that I know you. Right. I understand you. I respect you. I appreciate and accept you. I trust you and I empathize with you. Now, why I prefer curate to love is that with every acronym in curate, you can measure it. I can measure how much I know you. And from that, I can have a good idea how much I understand you. I can tell you how much I respect you. I can be, comp- I can compare. I can say I know you more than I know him. I understand this person more than I understand that person. I respect. So you can actually rank and you can actually rank it. I trust this person more than I trust that person. I empathize with this. And if you could subconsciously or just casually put numbers to the knowing, understanding respecting, appreciating, trusting, and empathizing. You put numbers on different people. Let's say you put uh, 10 on each. On a scale of 0 to 10, I know this person 3, I understand this person 2, mm-hmm. and you add them up. Mm-hmm. You can use numbers to say, I curate this person at the at 20 and that one at 10. Mm-hmm. It implies I love this person more than that person without necessarily saying I don't love that person. You can measure it. What if you know someone and you understand them but you don't like them? You don't have to like somebody. To you don't love them. them. No, no, no. You see, again, <laughs> I, I can love you without liking you. I can like you. Isn't that upside down, no, Zeal? Let me rephrase. I can know you. I can understand you. I can respect you. I can appreciate you. I can trust you. I can empathize with you. And I don't like you. 
That's possible. Yes. So that's how I prefer curate. Curate makes things easier than love. Because if you tell I love you, I don't like you, it sounds complicated. But I know you. Because I know you, I understand you. And because I know and understand you, I can trust your capacity. Because knowing you and understanding you directly leads to my knowing your capacity. And when I know your capacity and have a belief around that capacity, that's trust. I can appreciate you for that capacity. I can respect you for that capacity. Mm -hmm. And I might not like it. So it's possible. Now, again, maybe I should dial back a bit to the reason that I don't like the word uh, love. So the reason I said I don't like the word love is because when you look at the older languages, and believe it or not, in the evolution of mankind, English language is one of the more recent languages to have evolved from humanity. The English language is maybe a thousand, a thousand five hundred years old, something like that. We have languages that have been around for seven thousand, ten thousand years. Those older languages have a significantly more expressive uh, w- words. They have significantly more expressive words for love. So if you look at Greek, for example, Greek would have at least five different words that all translate to the English love. A language like Sanskrit has more than 50. Okay. But the English language has just one. And so it constrains everything. So we have, most of us will be familiar with the Greek words for love, where we know that eros is a different word from agape. It's a different word from philia. Mm-hmm. It's a different word yeah. from stodgy. But they all translate, so if I write all of them in Greek, when you translate them to English, they all translate to love. But the, for the Greek person, they don't mean the same thing. I can have eros for my wife, but I cannot have, or rather I should not have eros for my mother. Yeah. But when you translate it to English, you say, I love my wife, I love my mother. One is considered an abomination and the other is not. So they are very, very different. Sanskrit, I read somewhere that they have, I think it was 93, a whole 93 different words. So because we've compressed all our intention from all the ancient languages into one word in English, it then becomes significantly more misleading. And that's why, personally, I prefer to use the acronym CURATE. So if I meet someone, I could sit down and in my own head, how much do I know this person? So CURATE has uh, six alphabets. So let's just say over 60 the maximum score you can get is 60, and that's complete knowledge of somebody, which I don't even know is possible from a third-party perspective. But I could say, okay, how much do I know this person? I've just met this person, so I know the person 3 out of 10. And I know, I, underst- I don't know why the person behaves like this, so I understand the person 2 out of 10. Um, my respect for the person, because I've heard of the person's achievements, okay, I'll put that as 6 out of 10. So you could put numbers and then sum them together and say, okay, you know what? Um... I create this person 25 out of 60. The advantage it gives you is that 
if you put numbers and say I curate somebody 25 out of 60 because my I know this person 2 out of 10 and I understand the person 3 out of 10, you know what power that gives you, Michelle? What? It allows you increase your curate of the person or increase the amount of love you have for the person. Now, you know, if I want to love this person more, if I want to, all I need to do is to look at those numbers and see the way the areas that are weakest. I know this person 2 out of 10. So if I want to love the person more, let's start with knowing the person more and raising 2 out of 10 to 8 out of 10. I know what it takes to know somebody more. Very simple. Spend time with the person. I, I was going to go, I was heading there. Yes. As, as regards trust. You, you see, sometimes people trust people based off of similarities. Sometimes based off of belief. Sometimes background, you know. Not because they know this person. They may just trust. It may just be a blanket trust. Like, oh, people from here, I, tr- I trust, I trust, you know, yeah. that if you give this to them, they will handle it properly. Or I trust that ah, this person is my guy. Or, like, yeah. They don't necessarily need to know you, know you, know you. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> don't, 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 yeah, don't mix the two up. Okay. Trust is a part of what I call curate, the word I use in place of love. Can you spell curate? K-U-R-A-T-E. K-U-R-A-T-E. Know, understand, respect, appreciate, trust, and empathize. That's great. Oh, okay. So trust is a part of that. Okay. But trust on its own does not always have anything to do. Pro- trust could be professional. Okay. I don't need to know you to trust you. Right. Okay. I have read. I could know. I could trust you by introduction. Someone tells me, oh, Zio, this is my mechanic. He's very good with the car. <laughs> and I know that person. Hmm. Like, so I'm, it's like what you call a delegated trust. Okay. Because that person trusts you mm-hmm. in the in your capacity to fix a car. Mm-hmm. Does not mean I will leave money in the car and trust you not to take it. Right. I don't know your capacity to be honest. I know your capacity in the technical aspect of fixing a car. But sometimes when you get introduced like that, they usually expand the scope of the introduction of the trust. So mm-hmm. the delegated trust is in fixing the engine of your car. Right. You now give the person your car key and your house key to go and do stuff. You now hear the person stole from you. Say, ah, but you told me to trust him. I told you to trust his technical capacity within the engine of your car. I didn't tell him to trust you in your house. You know? So trust is what we tend to do, especially with delegated trust from introductions, is inadvertently expand the scope to what we would have done not what the other person is doing i can introduce you to anybody and say oh wow i know this person this is a professional banker or a professional doctor oh you are ill i know this doctor he's the best Mm -hmm. in this area and i introduce you and you go there or let me use a more sensitive thing Someone says, oh, Zil, my wife is ill, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that issue, I know one doctor, he's the best in it. I give you the doctor, I will vouch for him. And you take your wife to this doctor. And tomorrow you come and tell me that the guy was toasting your wife. See, how could you do that? You told me to trust him. I told you to trust his medical capacity regarding dealing with your wife's ailment. I am not a moral judge. I did not introduce you to him socially. So you left your wife mm-hmm. with him and traveled. Ah, oh God, I, I'm, don't call me. But you see, we tend to mm-hmm. expand the scope of and that. And expect. Del- and expect. Okay, let's, know, let's use the dictionary word. And believe 
that the person's capacity is beyond what the introduction is. And so we say the person has breached our trust. And the question I'll ask is, why did you trust him? Oh, Z, you introduced him? No, I introduced him in the capacity as a doctor to treat you and you'll be well. We started inviting him home for dinner. Ah, I don't I'm not, you know. So we, we mm. tend to expand trust to be universal. If I trust you, if I can't trust you, I can, no, I can't trust you to be the best reason I can trust you to drive. You say, oh, Zil, I want to drive your car. Do you have your own? Do you have driving license? Do you have insurance? Have you I would interrogate you afresh. Does not change the fact that I trust you. I have a belief in your capacity as a radio presenter. You now want to drive me from here to Kano. I don't have a reason to believe that you have capacity to do that. Or you say, oh, Zil. Uh, do, do you think sometimes we overburden each other with this trust of a word? I think so. I we know. overburden each other with trust of a word, not the concept with the word. We overburden each other with love of a word. You have an issue with love, Major. I know. Yeah. Yes, we do because we don't sit down to understand what we're doing. In my area as a professional, I'm considered a subject matter expert. Some people trust my opinion. Some of my clients, I tell them, this is what I think, this is what I think you should do. They don't ask. They just do it. Some others will interrogate, oh, why? What of this? I will discuss it. Some trust you completely like that. They will do it. And even if you don't get it right, they understand he gave a professional opinion on what he believed. Things didn't work out, but I still trust him. Now, does that mean that if I'm doing a transaction and I tell them, ah, give me your $1 billion, let me hold it for you. Do they trust me with their money? That's it. You interrogate that one separately. Even with my personal friends, and I've had this issue with a few of them where there's a transaction and I insist we sign an agreement. And I say, oh, don't you trust me? Why would you do this? It's insulting. I'm like, bro, don't be angry. It's not you I don't trust. It's me. I don't trust my ability to remember the details of what we're agreeing. Mm. So this is so that I remember. So if there's a dispute later, in terms of, I will go back to this document and read it. So it's not you I don't trust. It's me. Now, it's not, um, what's the word? I'm not patronizing them. That's the fact. Some people, before they get married, sign a, they, get, they sign a prenup. And some people have a problem with prenups. Like, oh, you don't trust me? You think I'm going to take I all your money? I trust you today. I do not know what's going to happen in two years or three years or five years. I do not know that you're not going to be involved in mountain climbing and you fall and you bump your head and it affects the way your brain works and your psychological makeup changes. And all of a sudden, I can't trust you anymore. I don't know that right number two even in marriage i tell the few people i've spoken to i've said marriage is a contract isn't it we actually append our signatures when we get married you sign a document Mm -hmm. it has terms and conditions and the question i ask a lot of my people getting married what are the terms and conditions imagine it's in a contract and you don't know the terms and conditions and i tell people as much as you can a lot of what i know i found out much too late but those I can help, I tell them, write it down. You don't need a, you don't have to go as far as getting a lawyer and all of that. But it's part of curate. I know you. I understand you. How do you know and understand without sitting down to interrogate? For example, it is taken for granted, in Nigeria at least, in this part of the world, a man and a woman get married. It's taken for granted 
that the woman does the cooking. Now, I'm not saying it right or it's wrong. I'm just saying generally, that's what we take for granted. What if the woman hates cooking for whatever reason? What if the man loves cooking for whatever reason? Right? Mm-hmm. So when they get married, who should cook? Who do you think should cook? The man. Because he loves it. Now imagine they never had that conversation. They never had that agreement. And the man goes along with societal expectation that the trusting wife... Trusting it. Trusting society, trusting that society knows what they're doing. <laughs> Let the woman cook. And the woman hates it, but she does it. Because she too says, well, society kind of expects me to do it. And the man is there. She cooks. She hates it. So the food doesn't really taste nice. And he has to eat it and pretend he likes it. So he does not hurt her feelings. He's there miserable, eating food he does not like, not doing what he likes because he believes society wants something else. So he's miserable. <coughs> the lady says what? Same thing. Miserable. Meanwhile, if they had sat down and said, this cooking thing, you know, I love cooking. The guy saying, once in a while, I would like to cook if you don't mind. And she goes, me, I don't mind. Is it only once in a while? And he goes, oh, do you want me to cook all the time? And she goes, will you? She says, oh, I'm happy to cook all the time. I love cooking. And he's like, oh, thank God. I don't like cooking. You have a perfect match. When society says your wife cooking, he will beat his chest and say, why should she cook? I, I, I want to cook. And you have a great harmony, isn't it? Not because any of you is perfect or imperfect, but simply because both of you sat down to discuss it. And understand, and each, understand other. each other. Without that, you could live a life of misery, doing what you hate, when in reality, both of you want the same thing. But you think society or each other will not like the suggestion and so you stay away from the topic. So I tell people, even before you marry, you must trust each other, i.e. have a strong belief in the capacity to do something. And that strong belief in anybody's capacity comes from the first two acronyms of curate. You must know them Mm -hmm. and you must understand them. Mm -hmm. And to help, you must respect them. For what you understand. Okay. Yes. I have a question. You raised your hand. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yes. I raised, at the back. I, ra- I raised <laughs> my hand. I have a question. So, because people change, right? And it's normal. But some people also say things like, I trust you not to change. What does that even mean? Okay, good. I trust you will never change. Great. I trust you will. What is that? So, I like that question, Michelle, because there's what you call misplaced trust. It's like me telling a one-year-old child, I trust you not to wet the bed. When that child wets the bed, has that child breached my trust? Yes, I will feel like my trust has been breached, but that's because my trust was based on ignorance. And like the good book says, you are suffering. It uses perish by preferred word suffering. You are suffering because you are ignorant. So if I understand you, as a human being, not even as Michelle, I understand. Let's not use the word change. I understand people grow, okay, they mature, they evolve, they learn. And anybody that grows or matures or evolves or learns invariably will adjust or change. So, trusting you not to change is say, as a human being, I don't expect you to learn or to grow or to mature or to evolve as you are now. This is how you shall be forever and ever. 
that you have with yourself. It does it completely mistrust you for different reasons. They learn new things. Environment changes them. Circumstances change them. And they don't control all of them. So medication changes you. Women at certain times of the month, their, their emotional state changes. Men, there are certain times of their lives where thinking is not really done in the head. <laughs> their behavior changes. If you drink too much alcohol, your behavior changes. Certain accidents affect your psychological makeup. You change. It's human to change. So when I say I trust, I can tell you in your capacity in a specific area, I trust that. As a professional, for example, I trust that you'll be ethical. I don't expect that to change because that's professional conduct, you know. But if you're talking about a human being's character and growth and development and learning and all that, Zeal, for example, they say Zeal talks a lot. Some people say Zeal talks a lot. Some other people say Zeal does not talk, you know. If you don't, depending on where you meet me and the circumstance, I could be either of the two. You could say, oh, I trust that in this party, Zeal is going to be the life of party. He's going to keep talking. And I get there and I don't say a word. It's possible. You just don't know me. You don't understand me. You don't understand that in this setting, Zeal is prone to be quiet. In this other setting, Zeal is prone to talk. That's understanding. So if you don't have that, there's a problem. All right. Very interesting topic and conversation. A lot to learn, a lot to unlearn and relearn. But what we will do now is take calls. I'd love to hear from you. For those listening who would love to join the conversation with your perspective, uh, with your con- contribution, or who just probably, if you have a question, I'd love to hear your question. So you can call the phone lines to be a part of the show. 0809-191-3913-0809-222-0913 or 0809-234-5913. Lagos Talks, good evening. Hello. Uh, can you hear us? All right. You have to call back. Apologies if you cannot hear us. And also would love to hear from those in the diaspora as well. So you can call the WhatsApp platform to join the conversation. The WhatsApp number is 0809-234-5913. I'll take that again. 0809-234-5913. Lagos Talks. Hello really really do not know what's up with the <coughs> whatsapp platform so you can just call the phone lines hello lagos talks can you hear us yes i'm hearing you very oh. well can you hear me yes i can hear you please go ahead good evening good evening see you is in the house right no this is zeal studio this is zeal and this is critical thinking wow hello all right you'd have to call back Lagos Talks, good evening. Lagos Talks. Hello, welcome. What's your name? Where are you calling from? All right, please go ahead. Not sure what's wrong with the phone lines today. Now, is trust really key? Or is trust static? Is trust really key? Or is it static? All right. We didn't get your name, though. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Relative, static. I, I don't know what he means by relative, by static. I mean, but 
I'm inclined to say generally trust is relative because it's based on belief. Okay. And belief is not <laughs> universal. What I mean, specific beliefs, what I believe in one person's capacity mm-hmm. may not be what you believe in that same person's capacity. What I believe in your capacity today may not be what I believe in your capacity tomorrow. So I don't think I would say trust is static. It's relative to various circumstances, people, environment, and all that. All right. Lagos Talks. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Welcome. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Jenny. I'm calling from Lagos, Minion. All right. Okay. That man confused me. What is what is his name? His name is Zeal. Zeal. Yeah. Sorry, sir. You mentioned a word, correct. Was it K-U-R-A-T-E or C-U-R-A-T-E? K-U-R-A-T-E. It's not a word. I formed it. It's an I acronym. I that word. That word is not an English. It's not even a word that's concerning what you are talking about. It has to do with it, um, something else, totally. Yes, I, I said curate. K-U-R-A-T-E is an acronym that I formed. Mean okay, you Acronym formed. for okay. no, K for no, okay. U for understand, R for respect, A for appreciate, T for trust, E for empathize. I said I formed okay. it, okay. curate. Yes. Okay, now, okay, now I get it. Because I was wondering at the second for the world things. No, no, then no. you said something that you can like somebody and don't love somebody. You can love someone and don't like that person. What do you mean by that? So I said, um, if you use, if you replace love with curate, I can know you, understand you, respect you, appreciate you, trust you, empathize with you, and yet not like you. Mm-hmm. It is possible. Yeah, say that. Yes. So I can, I mean, for example, as they say, oh, love your neighbor as yourself, love everybody. I can love you and not like you. I don't like what you do. Let me give you an example. I can love you because I appreciate your existence. I respect you. I have nothing against you. I will do whatever I can to help you at any time. I don't have to like you. Liking you means associating myself with certain attributes you have. And I don't, I don't necessarily have to do that. I don't dislike you, but I don't like you. I'm just I'm neutral on liking you. I don't have to like you or dislike you. For instance, you, Madam Colin, I don't know you, right? Now she yeah. says, do I like you? I don't have any reason to like you i don't have any reason to dislike you but you can introduce yourself i can get to know you understand you respect you trust you and still not like you doesn't mean i dislike you. i just don't like you but you mean in this essence when you say you love somebody the person must have done something that made you love him or her or maybe you must have known some that one that person facially like you know when you know someone to be able to love that person some aspects but coming to saying that that you can love someone and you don't like that because isn't that more is that more hypocritical hypocritical well mm. in the context so that was the point at which i veered off to talk about the limitations of the english language in expressing the concept of love the greek language for example when it talks of eros it's speaking of a different yeah. type of love from agape Yes. I can agape you and not like you, right? I yeah. cannot filia is I think that's trust for your siblings and closest. I cannot filia you without liking you. So in other languages other than English, the older languages where they break down the concept of love, 
into various components. It's easier to express. And that is the reason, that one of the reasons I said I don't like the word love because it confuses people. People think love is a promotion from like. After I've liked you for a long time, especially in the context of dating, I have liked this person for one year, I've liked you for two years, people expect the next stage to be I love you. And if you tell somebody you love them today and tomorrow you say you like them, it looks like you've been demoted. But I don't think so. You see, that's why I say it becomes confusing. And to help me to disambiguate the two concepts of like and love, that's one of the reasons I formed the acronym CURATE. So instead of saying I love somebody in my head, I say, how much do I know this person? Mm. How much do I understand this person, respect the person, appreciate the person, trust the person? I may find out that I don't know you at all. I don't understand you. I don't understand any. I mean, you see people in relationships and they're saying, why did I even get into you? I don't know you. I don't understand you. And you keep wondering, if you don't know the person and you don't understand the person, it means you can't trust the person. It's hard to empathize with the person, but yet you are forced to say, I love you. You don't. You're just saying it. You don't really love the person. Wow. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling and being a part of the conversation. All right. We'll take more calls and uh, read some messages. Here's a message saying um, from a lady saying, so it means it's very normal to have a spouse you don't love. Hmm. Okay. Here is Jude from Lecky saying, the first day I met Mr. Zeal, everything he says about himself is fact and right. Mr. Zeal is one man that loves to listen to people or listen to people talk. All right. Here's a message from... I can point a hundred foot I'll disagree with you though, but okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Francis from Canada is saying, hello Zeal, um, tell Michelle I am fighting her. In fact, when I come to Niger, I will take her to court. Previous podcasts are still not available on Spotify or any other platform. You see, Zeal has given us another sense of love called Curate. Please upload this podcast with immediate alacrity. Love you, Michelle. No, I curate you, Michelle. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. All right. And you're also saying, I can't appreciate you guys enough for this program. I'm a mathematician and the way I think is super analytical. I mean, I always put everything into plan. However, my wife, who is a nurse doesn't always think it is necessary to put things into plan. This often causes clashes between our personalities. I think this topic will help both of us to learn. Curate is the answer indeed. That's coming from Francis from Canada. All right. Um, Upload podcast, so my DMs are yes, full I'll of people do that. asking. Oh. So um, <laughs> the lady here on WhatsApp, I don't know her name, but she's saying, can you please address this? Does this mean it's very normal to have a spouse you don't love? I will not go as far as saying very normal, um, but I will tell you it. there are people that are married that do not love each other. Um, they are, so, again, because we're using the word love, it kind of gets confusing. To you? To me, at least, yes. So you, f you find that there are people who are married and they don't know each other. They don't understand each other. They don't respect each other. Mm. They don't appreciate each other. They don't trust each other. They do not empathize with each other. But because they are married, they claim to love each other. Because that's what you must say in marriage. I love you. Oh, I love you too. But I don't know you. You're behaving in a way that I don't understand. You're doing things that I find condescending and so I don't respect it. I don't trust you. 
can't close my eyes to I don't know where you're going. I no, and then I don't feel what you feel. I don't feel the pain you feel. I don't empathize with you. So if you don't know, understand, respect, appreciate, trust, or empathize with the pers- with somebody and you're married to that person, you will be miserable. Even though you're claiming to love the person. But that's what I mean. I say it's easier as curate to say, do I curate this person or how much do I curate the person? And you can measure it in yourself. So this is a very interesting concept to know if you actually do L-O-V-E a person, yes. love a person. Yes. Do you know them? Do you understand and them? And it's something you can do with yourself. You don't have to tell the person. So within yourself, you, you assess, can be honest with yeah. yourself and assess, how well do I know this person on a scale of 10? How well do I understand this person? How well do I respect? So you tell yourself, hmm, these scores are very low. Hmm. But you're telling the person every day, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm like, I'm not. This is for, for me, this is just easy an easy approach. Now, it helps me because it helps identify the problem as well as gives you a route to solving it. If you find out you, after assessing with yourself about your partner, I don't know this person, I don't understand this person, I don't respect, appreciate, trust, or empathize with this person, you can turn around and say, okay, I now need to know this person. What do you need to do to know your spouse? is very simple. Spend time. Listen. Ask questions. You know that you don't learn from people by talking to them. You learn from people by listening to them. So spend time. Okay, no, today I want to listen. Why did you do this? What was going on in your mind? And you have to do it in a completely non-judgmental environment. Why did you do this? What were you thinking? I don't understand why you said this the other day. Oh, I did this and you said this. I left this here and I didn't see it again. Why did you take it? You know, when you've gone through that, you start to understand the person. You find that your knowledge of the person starts to increase. Your understanding starts to increase. Your trust starts to increase. Your respect starts to increase. Why do you always do this? What? And, and even when you know all these things, there's a possibility that you still don't like them. It's possible, yes. It's possible I still don't like you. Again, that I don't like you. Again, let's, let's look at, I like the guy that called as a mathematician. Like is one extreme. Dislike, let's put dislike at the other extreme. In the middle, what is there? Nothing. So like is, in mathematics, one end is positive, the other end is negative. Like is plus 10, dislike is minus 10. If you're at zero, what is it? Nothing. I don't like you does not mean I dislike you. I can be completely neutral. I need to have a reason to like you and a reason to dislike you. You've not given me any. I can know you and not like what I know. I can understand you. Let me give you an example. Um, you meet somebody, you know them based on behavior. You un- you don't necessarily like their behavior because they are loud, they go for parties, they drink, they smoke. I don't dislike it, but I don't like it. But I understand it because you were raised in a home where this is what your parents did and that's what you saw. And so you consider it normal. So I understand why you want to do it. But I don't like it. But I know that's who you are. I understand why you do it, right? I respect the fact that you are living true to yourself. I appreciate you for what you do. I trust that Friday night, you, you are going out, I are going to party, I are going to smoke and drink and do whatever you are going to do. I empathize that you don't know better. 
don't like it. Still. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I don't like it. But I curate you. I know you. I understand you. I respect you. I appreciate you. I trust you. I empathize you. But based on that, I cannot be in a relationship with you. So I can curate you. I love you. And not like you. Therefore, I'm not going to enter a relationship with you. Because those things, because I understand you, and hopefully I understand me, I can fully understand that we're not compatible. Some people mistake understanding for acceptance. Yes, I can understand without accepting you. I can understand, and I, I've said this on a few shows, not just here, and um, people don't like it. But again, I'm not, I'm not afraid of controversy. I can understand why that man raped that girl. Does not mean I accept it. Does not mean I like it. Does not mean I will not witness against him in court to go to prison. But I understand why he did it. Understanding is the step to problem solving. You cannot solve a problem you don't understand. If you don't understand why that man raped that girl, you cannot prevent that other man from raping that other girl because you don't understand it. Understanding is one of the major steps to problem solving. I like, again, the guy who's a mathematician will understand. You must understand a concept first. And you don't have to like it. But you understand it. I understand why there's always a pothole at this point in the road. Without understanding why every year there's a pothole here, I cannot solve that problem. I have to understand it. I have to do tests. I'll do a soil test. I'll check what's going on underneath. Is there a gap? Is there a void? Right? When you understand it, then you fix it. I don't need to like it to understand it. Why did he rape that girl? He was drunk. I understand it. Does that mean I accept it or I agree with it? What do I do therefore? I make sure that people that are drunk are separated from everybody else. Because I understand the root cause of the problem. Don't drink and drive. It's not because... It's the reason they know that, that they understand the consequences and driving this is the consequence if you don't want consequence you stop it you don't go beating same people if you didn't understand what drinking did to people you will let them drive and you create more problems so yes it is very possible to understand something and not accept it and not accept it in fact you can in order for you to know whether you accept it or not you must first understand it i understand why mosquitoes must suck my blood especially the female ones, or only the female ones, I understand it. Do I like it? No. If they come and suck my blood, will I say, oh, because I understand you are hungry, dear mosquito, and you have a family to feed, I will let you suck my blood. No, I will not. I will kill it. I understand why you are doing it. it I feel sorry for you. Yeah. But I understand what you will do to me when you suck it. So I will kill you. I understand it. I don't accept it. I don't like it. Wow. Okay. Hi, yeah. Zeal. Thanks for a great show today, as usual. I would like to follow Zeal on threads. Do you, are you, do you have threads? Are you on threads yet? I heard it's, about it's, threads for the first time today. It's barely 24 hours old. So. Oh, okay. I heard about it today that in the first four hours, they had like five. I'm like, what's threads? I had to look it up and see. Yeah. I'm not on threads yet. All right. Um, here's a message saying, hi, Michelle and Zeal. Uh, Zeal, I like what you did with the misdirection anal analogy. It's just like uh, the words of Jack Sparrow. Me, I'm a dishonest man. You can always trust a dishonest man to be dishonest. But it's the honest ones you have to be careful about because you never know when they'll do something really dishonest. But you're saying that trust is somebody... But you're saying that trust is somebody will do what you expect them to do. Hence, we shouldn't be disappointed or angry 
or increase their esteem when they do it because you expected it? I hope I made sense. So that's coming from Obi. Obi, Jack Sparrow, if you leave him on your ship, he will steal it. Right? <laughs> so we know that we trust him. He's a dishonest man. He will lie to you to steal your ship. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be disappointed when he does it? I'm going to be disappointed in myself for knowing he's a thief and not putting enough guards. I remember what my friend's mom told us years ago. Somebody on the street came to complain that um, I think in that house, someone on their street had a security guard that was a known thief, used to steal diesel. And she said, yes, those are the best people to employ. And they said, why? You know what she said? She said, we know he steals diesel. He knows we know he steals diesel. So if diesel gets missing, he knows we will arrest him. Mm-hmm. So he will do his best not to steal diesel from us. <laughs> There's this message I, I, I'm just going to leave for you. Okay. I'm not going to read it out because we don't have time. But I'll take the easy ones because I don't <laughs> want you to overly explain. How can you dislike and not... How can dislike and not to like... Not, um, I don't understand your message. Please send it again. Good evening, Michelle. I think the person is trying to say, if you do not like somebody, then you must dislike the person. How is it that if you do not like somebody, it's not the same as disliking the person? There's neutral ground. Okay. I don't like you and I don't dislike you. When I meet you for the first time, I don't like you. There's nothing to like. I don't know anything. But I also don't dislike you. I'm just there. Because I don't know enough to to dislike you. I don't like you. I don't dislike you. We're just there. We're just there. Neutral. Forming impressions. If I would never see you again, I would never know if I like or dislike you. I've met you. You're a decent person. Do you like him? I don't like him. I don't know him. I don't dislike him. I don't know enough to like or dislike him. But a lot of us, because we're raised in the very religious atmosphere and environment, we tend to feel a need to judge everything as good or evil. Like Like or or dislike, love or hate. If you don't do one, then it means the other. No, it's not true. There's middle ground. I don't love you. I don't hate you. I don't like you. I don't dislike you. I don't trust you. I don't distrust you. If I was going to do something that involved trust, then I have to start testing, asking you, interrogating, why this? Do you understand? So it's it's uh, there's a lot of middle ground. That middle ground is very difficult for those that are very religious because they kind of tend to need to be judgmental. All right. Good evening, Michelle and Zill. Team here. This show just keeps getting better and better. Uh, what's today's topic called? Plus, how do I get it? Um, thank you for your message. It's called Trust. We talked about trust today. Here's a message from Gabriel Jude saying, Good evening, Mr. Zill and Michelle. Please, Mr. Zill, say more for people in the back. They're not a hear word. I really like today's episode. I remember someone who someone told me you broke my trust. And in my mind, I was like, I'm not even cautious of your trust. <laughs> All right. Zill, English language came from the Tower, tower of Babel. <laughs> Please stick with so, so <laughs> Kingsley Solo. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it here today, but the phone line keeps buzzing. Maybe we can squeeze a call or two. Lagos Talks, good evening. You're welcome. What's your name? Where are you coming from? Uh, my name is Yomi. Yomi, hi. Yeah, I'm fine. Please make it yeah. quick. There's a uh, sound we're trying to avoid, so just go straight to your... Yeah, I, I, have a, I just want to make a confirmation because there is an issue with me and my friend some time ago. He's out of the country with his wife. So he, I was sitting with a project here in Nigeria. So... I don't be wrong, his wife called me 
I'm sorry. Can you send this as a message? There's something wrong with the phone line. We can't uh, solve it while we're still on air. So we have to solve it later. But in the meantime, just send us a message, okay? Or call the WhatsApp platform. I think it's Clara over there. Apologies for this. But yes, we have to wrap it up. Zil, thanks for coming in today and for um, sharing this topic with us. If you'd like to join the conversation, like I said, just call the WhatsApp platform because I can barely hear you on the phone lines for now. It'll be sorted very soon, but... Uh, unfortunately, we can't take more calls. Do you have any last words to share before we go? Last words. Um... I tried to. I tried to check out your book on Roving Heights. It was sold out. Sold out. Yes, I need to get. You need to get more copies to them. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I will get more copies to them uh, next week. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Can we trust you to do that? Yes, you can trust me absolutely to do that. Okay. Yeah. So by this time next week, it'll be available. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So how do we find you on Threads? I'm not yet on threads. I'm still on Twitter at Zil underscore A. And yes. Or you could search for Zil Jacobson across social media. You would find me. Um, but uh, last words. It's not the easiest thing to hear a discussion like this for the first time and implement it. But it's something you need to really go and search yourself and understand certain concepts. One not everything is what you call digital. It's not a yes or a no. A lot of things are in between. Like and dislike, for example. Love and hate. For example, some things are neither good nor bad. It is not good. It is not bad. It's just there being itself. Right? So some things are like that. And we, The more we can understand those things, the easier it is to accept people that are different. Because when you meet people different from you, the tendency is to box them into good or bad. They do this, therefore they are good. They do that, therefore they are bad. And that really impedes a lot of interaction. All right. This is where we draw the curtains today on Critical Thinking. We'll be back next week for more. Don't go anywhere. Remember, follow him on social media, on Twitter, specifically at Zeal underscore A. That is at Z-E-A-L underscore A. Have a beautiful evening. Stay with us. 